So not our strongest day today, Paul, but we do have some pretty interesting stuff to talk about on the back of it. Um, start with some Warriors stuff, I think, is really surprising win over Lakers who look to kind of have it at all stages, but yeah, just didn't didn't get it done in the end. Um, yeah, game's never out of reach when you got uh, Steph on your team, man. He, he was pretty special. They were um, double and triple team, teaming him for pretty much that entire game and he just kept finding the right pass and and uh some of those uh peripheral players started hitting a few shots for a change i think that's what they always expected like that's got to have been always the most underrated part about steph's game is his leadership and his ability to make the right play which is what they always said about lebron but steph's shooting is so special it kind of overshadowed what i actually think is his most important trait which is his leadership i think yeah for sure that's what always will pull his teams up 100% 100% and then on top of that in terms of the actual abilities the physical abilities just the way that he can create space either to get a shot off or um, to find that right pass and uh, and Ubre and Baysmore and and I think even Looney hit a three today um, <laughs> that was pretty good man yeah I think when they when they pull it all together they're going to be okay I, I the start of the year I think start of the year I think we saw one game against the Nets and I just went oh this is going to be a disaster but um, even myself, just the biggest Steph Curry nuffy, I just completely forgot that he's just a freak. And, you know, he hasn't shot particularly. He had a game the other day where he shot like one of nine or something from three. It wasn't wasn't great. But, yeah, like even today, eight of 22 from the field, three of 12 from three. But 26 points, an inspirational yep. win. That's the kind of stuff you're going to get from him. And, you know, Clay coming back next year, who knows what moves they're making for agency. They're, you know, they're still good. I suppose the question is, are they going to make good. the playoffs? And, and what do you think? Because you, uh, you, you were you got pretty down on them pretty quick. Yeah, I was there. I think I had them in for an, what, like a what know do you it, a know it two twenty. I don't know. Maybe they make it. <laughs> maybe like I don't know who they squeeze out. I think it was a numbers game, and I just thought I can't see them squeezing out. Maybe you know mm. a, a Portland or someone like that. Um, well, with with the injuries that Portland have at the moment now, I think they just announced CJ's um, probably going to be out for like at least four weeks with his foot injury. Yeah, well. And Nurkic is out for probably eight weeks So with his hand injury. So, you know, they're going to be pushing their, de- their depth chart as well. I think they've got Rodney Hood probably starting now. In the hood. So. I think it's like just so hard to ke- yeah. keep up with like where all the teams are sitting. I, I even checked before. Do you know Boston is leading the East and they've played like four or five less games than other teams because of this whole COVID scenario. It's just all over the shop where the standings sit and it's not really going to, you know, we're not really going to know where everyone sits until it really gets down to the back end of the year and they can work out how they're going to yeah. do these makeup games, right? Well, well Boston have been pretty lucky Um with the fact that they've actually had so few players that their games have actually been postponed. So they haven't had to play a lot of games as shorthanded as some other teams exactly. have. Exactly, yeah. Because um, they're obviously they're, from a percentage basis, they're, they're on top of the East, but they've obviously only got eight wins and you've got three other teams on nine, being Milwaukee, Philly and Brooklyn too. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the other thing I suppose is um, moving on from the Warriors is that the Nets' makeup has completely changed. So you've got a mm-hmm. basically a new team make up there, you know, you Dimwitty out with the ACL or was it the Achilles? What did he do? ACL. He did an ACL. 
and Levert, yeah. unfortunately, um, treated and, and found to have um, an internal uh, kidney issue. Um, but, mm. you know, then there's the whole Kyrie ordeal. But you watched their game today. They look pretty good yeah. against the Bucks. <laughs> they looked they looked bloody good. But, I mean, any team with Harden and Durant on the floor for, you know, 35-plus minutes is going gonna, is gonna to look pretty good. Um, those two guys get so much attention that it was – um, leaving guys like Joe Harris pretty wide open um, to hit a lot of shots. I think Jeff Green was four of four from three, um, maybe four of five. He, he was, you know, when he's shooting like that as well, it's pretty hard to stop. And even DeAndre Jordan had a good game. Um, I think he was 12 and 12. So they looked pretty awesome today. And you've got to think, yeah, adding Kyrie to that mix, um, sure, there's going to be some question marks around who handles the ball and how much. But... Um, the way Harden's playing at the moment, obviously double-digit assists in, in both his first two games, that was a pretty easy pick for us today, whether Kyrie was going to be there or not. I thought eight and a half um, assists paying $2.12 or whatever it was was pretty good money. Um, but yeah, those those guys both look amazing. Durant, in terms of an Achilles recovery, that's probably as impressive as I've seen um, from any NBA athlete, um, given that he's you know, the year straight after having that Achilles rupture, he looks amazing at the moment, has really missed a beat. Um, the concern was, I guess, around his defense. Um, look, I don't know. He, he played on Giannis most of the day today. Um, or he was guarding him a lot of the game. Um, and, mate, we, we were on the Yanni points line. And to be honest, I was a little concerned for a while there because he really wasn't getting to where he needed to be. Um, I thought that was actually going to miss up until sort of <laughs> the last last quarter. Thankfully, he's a position guy too. It doesn't matter whether it's his points or rebounding. Yanni's one of those guys who needs to hit that spot because he's just not creative enough. Um, yeah. I suppose the question is, like from the betting front, is once Kyrie, if and when he comes back into this fold in Brooklyn, what does that do for most? Uh, most importantly, I think the points and assist lines for all of those three players. Well, mainly we're talking about the assist for Harden and Kyrie, but obviously we're liking this assist line with Harden at the moment. Make a call yeah. on it when that game rolls around, right? What do you think? Where yeah. do you think that assist line yeah, sits sure. and like, you know, what's, what's reasonable for a Harden assist line when that day comes? Probably still eight and a half, to be honest. I mean, and that's what they've been giving us in the two games that he hasn't greedy, been there. But he's greedy, had, what, greedy, James. 14 and 12? 14 and 12, mate. He, no, he's, um, look, he playing with a guy like KD, he's, he's happy to give it up. And, and then again, having shooters, as I said, like Joe, uh, like Joe Harris, I don't want to get into <laughs> first name basis thing there, like Joe, Joey, Joe, Joe, Junior, Shabby. Um, mate, look, I, I still think that, that, um, assist line at eight and a half is probably going to ring pretty true. There was a, there was a quote out, and I'm not quite sure if it was from if it was a bullshit quote or what, but um, apparently it was KD saying that he likes Harden at the point. Um, I don't know if that was, as I said, bullshit or if if it was actually put out there to, to piss Kyrie <laughs> off. I just let you know that was um, actually me who put that quote out to see if we could yeah, yeah it? Oh, get yeah. some more assists out of James <laughs> Harden for the uh, gambler line. So I'm glad it pulled through. <laughs> they were they were talking about it on uh, on inside the NBA. I know, as I know, well. I know where um, I sent it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> but but I think there was a little bit of an argument going on between Shaq and and uh, and Sir Charles about who would be running the point. I think obviously uh, it's going to be 
Kyrie once he is back. But I think what they'll do is they'll be rotating. So you probably always got two of those guys on the floor at any one time. And then, you know, whether, whether it's KD and, and Kyrie, then obviously Kyrie runs most of the point. But at the same time, I mean, KD's assists have been fantastic in, in these couple of games as well. Yeah, that's been one to watch. That uh, that assist line for Kevin mm. has been awesome. But I, I think that we have identified, and, and you were saying it before, the fact that Harden and KD draw so much attention, the defense is just staring at those two. It means that, you know, sure. Uncle Jeff and, and Joe your mate Joe just standing in the yep. corners like, you know, and firing away. They know they're not going to get ball handling time. Those guys know that now. They're not going to handle. No dribbles. There's no yeah. ball. Like, there's no air in the ball for those guys. So, as soon as they're getting it, they're just going to yep. shoot. Um, I suppose as well, when you talk about who's going to get um, that point guard role, do you think it matters on whether James Harden rocks up to the pregame shoot around fat or skinny? Or do you think that they'll... Well, it's a fat. It's a fat. It, was it is a, a fat, fat suit, suit, isn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> haven't we, haven't isn't we it, a, it is that? a fat suit. It has to be right. Freaking ridiculous! Seeing him warming up for their first game in in the all black, and black is always said to be slewing, but that looked ridiculous. Like it was like he just dropped. Yeah, that blue kicks. thing that he wore the week before um, at Houston was not flattering at all for James. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but mate, he looks great, and um, and they look really good, and mate. Look, they look they look fantastic. I reckon what you probably need. Um, I don't know how much DeAndre Jordan's got left in his legs, um, but it was interesting today, obviously against a Milwaukee team that he did play sort of minutes in the mid thirties, um, whereas they have been playing a lot of small ball um, with Jeff Green at the five. I, I don't know. Um, that might be a matchup thing. Um, Lopez played minutes in the thirties today as well, so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do go out and get a backup center. Yep, for sure. I, to give uh, DJ they, they need to do something there, but um, yeah, I think it's one of the, one of the cases of is it is it a you know you you're playing those plumly minutes, those loony minutes where it's only really maximum ten. Uh, who knows? Mm. But um, maybe that's one to watch a DeAndre Jordan rebounds line because yep. it's always kind of there at eight or nine. If he's going to be getting thirty plus, he's their only he's well, their yeah, only definitely. you know true center. Um, yeah, yep. I think uh, James has been seen to play well with the center as well, with the lobs. And KD's not that physical down low presence. And that's where Capella obviously was great in Houston. Um, but yep. you've been noticing him and Trey kind of been matching up recently in Atlanta. Um, I have. Before I do get onto that, I want to make... I want to make one point about today, and I'm not sure if you would have noticed it, but how many times did the Defensive Player of the Year actually guard KD? Well, I didn't see the game, so you'll have to tell me. Mate, not well, at all. It doesn't not surprise me. Middleton, Middleton guarded Middleton guarded him well, these the are all, entire these game. Are all, these are, all, these are game. all rubbish awards. You know that. I was thinking about this in the car the other day. Oh, LeBron yeah, I do. justifiably could have won the MVP every year for the last, I don't know, 12 years, except the year that he did his kill, uh, he did his groin for the Lakers in his first run around. That year, he was never going to win it. But every other year, justifiably, he could have won MVP. The Derrick Rose year, ridiculous. Yeah, but that's, but that's, but that's arguably. arguably. He's been I, I the think best player. I, I, you know that. Come on. Mate, there's, Steph's had, Steph had a pretty good season, mate, with going 73-9 and nine and playing the way he yeah. did. Yeah. That's an MVP I agree, year, but it's... I'm That's not saying MVP, it wasn't. Yeah. I'm just saying that you could have given if that was Le, if LeBron if it was his first big year, 
How did we get here? How did we get to LeBron? We were talking about Giannis. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that those awards are like not worth, not worth jack, because you roll around to the. I know. I was, I was purely making the point because I, I really, I didn't think that Giannis should have, should have won it last year. I thought it was probably an AD award um, yeah. last year. He didn't go near him all game. Complete weirdo. Um, I don't know yeah. why you're so excited to talk about Clint Capella, probably the least covered NBA player who's actually okay in the NBA. Um, yeah. So maybe Gamble has a little niche segment here where we can talk about oh, look, uh, players who deserve more credit. Look, he's – well, from a betting perspective, he's he's been gold for us, right? Um, I think he was playing really low minutes – to start the season, uh, and there was always a little bit of a worry about obviously having um, John Collins in the same lineup, and you know how many minutes he was going to play with Gallinari there as well. Da da da. Fact of the matter is, um, I'm pretty sure he hasn't missed for us at all. Um, his rebound line started ridiculously low at something like eight and a half. Um, it's all the way up. It got to thirteen and a half today, which. Very silly um, of us that we didn't take and, and just have faith in the big fella because he ended up with 15 boards today. But the re- while the rebounds have been pretty constant, um, his scoring obviously hasn't been that huge and he doesn't really need to score too much in Atlanta. But interestingly enough, he's had 25 points and 23 points in his last two games. And um, there is a quite an obvious connection building between him and Trey. Um, obviously, Capella did pretty well in Houston, catching lobs from from Harden the whole time. Um, and Trey is, seems to have found a new a new partner to throw some alleys to um, since he's not getting along with John Collins anymore. So I think while we've been pretty lucky with our Capella rebound lines, it might be worth looking at the points and rebound lines in the near future just to see how long it takes for the bookies to adjust to that. Because if you look before that, I mean, his highest score of the year had been 16 up until um, that game where he had 25 a little while ago. And there were, you know, a couple of sevens and 12s chucked in there. So he really wasn't scoring much. Um, So there might be a little bit of value there going forward, I reckon. Yeah, it might have been a coaching change as well or something that, as you said, Trey and um, and Clint, um, they just decided. They just went, hey, let's just make this work because you're going to be here standing here. And as you said, pulling down the boards for us. Um, mm. I think also maybe at the same time this swung around, kind of Trey had been struggling with his shot as well, just not scoring anywhere near the points that we're used to him putting Still up. Still is, yeah. Yeah, flying, yeah. Like, flying well under that you know, 26, yep. 27 point line that the bookies would regularly put him in for. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows, maybe that's gone hand in hand with a bit of a mentality shift on the offensive end. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Capella's defense has been really good too. He's had, I think, seven blocks in the last two games as well. And he is getting plenty more minutes. So um, maybe just they're starting to see a little bit more value in the big fella. So, For sure. Um, funnily enough, that's coincided with the rookie, Okongwu, actually becoming active too. He just didn't play at all today. So which is, he's a pr- pretty highly fancied center. So um, interesting. Okongwu. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's a guy I've never heard of. <laughs> probably not the most popular, just, you know, the most popular sold jersey in the NBA this year. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Wait, who was that other joker that plays for the Orlando Magic that I messaged you about today? Jordan Bone. Oh man, the thuggish, the bone. ruggish Bone. You oh, didn't know who bone. he was. The Bone well, the Beige, the not, Ivory. Not many people would, mate. Um, well, again, this is what happens when Markel Fultz has <laughs> gone for the year when Carter Williams is injured. DJ Augustine's playing in Milwaukee. You've got to 
defer to the thuggish, ruggish bone. Jimmy Nelson's been out of the league for 10 years. All those things kind of add up to it. Mm. Jay Bone, yeah. Mm. I think his uh, son's coming in next year, actually. Or in really? A couple. Mini Nelson. Mm. Okay. Mini, yeah. Mini, mini. So, mm. well, let's just cap, right? So who are we looking at on the Warriors front for, for bets moving forward? Like I know I had a play on Draymond today that went like way over, like 13 and a half mm. rebounds and assists, I thought. Probably that the Warriors would get slapped a little bit earlier and he wouldn't play the fourth quarter. Obviously that didn't pan out, but that actually tells me something to look forward, look yep. forward on, which is um, Draymond is a real leader there and yep. he does all the dirty work and is still doing it. Yeah, so he played well. If you think the Warriors are going to stick out a game, the Draymond rebounds assist thing is not a bad look. Did you have anything else not. In mind for the Warriors moving forward? Look, it, it might even be an under. Wiseman's been amazing, but um, I mean, he obviously got into a lot of foul trouble with Gasol and, and AD today. It might just be um, worth taking a look at his matchups. Um, and for if sure. he is playing one of those decent, more experienced centers. Um, because they have been limiting his minutes and Looney has been playing a little bit more as well. Um, Draymond and my mate um, Eric Pascal, Ezra Pasqueza, has uh, has been playing some really nice small ball five minutes. I think he had 19 points in 19 minutes today. I like him. Um, He's good. So, He's solid. Yeah, so maybe some wise some Wiseman unders on the, on the – Points of rebounds. He's a great player, but it's just raw. Just yeah, when, raw. when the matchups are there, yeah, for sure. Um, and also, um, our friend Caliubre is coming back into some form as well. He played Playing really fun. well today. Playing really well. Yeah, not still not shooting the ball a hell of a lot. Um, a hell of a lot better, but uh, he is playing really well. He actually guarded LeBron nearly all of today and did a pretty good job. To be completely honest, tsunami puppy. Mm. Um, Always liked him. Don't know why he gets traded around so much. But I think that's the thing. He's one of those players that has value. That's why he's in the trades. Um, he's yep. just not a necessity on these teams. The other one we yeah, already no, mentioned like it. it. Yeah, no, for sure. The other one that we mentioned um, would be a good one for the listeners is the Joe Harris thing. It's almost counterintuitive that his points line should be higher because of the amount of, you know, um, you know the, the firepower on the floor. But for Joe's sure. getting more wide open shots. Yep, and he doesn't miss many. He's just good. Remember, he won that three-point mm. contest a couple of years back. So they yep. had his points line at thirteen and a half today, and you think he had six in the first quarter. And I watched him play that first game with James, and James just goes left and slings the ball back around, and he just sits on the forty-five, which Joe loves shooting from there. So, yep, keep an eye out for that points line while Kyrie's stealing out, because sure. he's going to pick up a lot of those points. Hundred percent, definitely, definitely. And to finish off, mm-hmm. we still like Capella over 13 and a half. Because we didn't take it because we hate the number. I remember saying to you last year as well, this Capella mm. six, 15 and a half thing, 16 and a half thing, he's covering that. And the same with Drummond. Yeah. But we were scared to take it because the lines are so high. Yeah. I, I reckon I reckon that we look at the points rebounds on Capella now, just while he's scoring the way he is. Um, and the minutes that he's playing too, I think that's probably going to be more the look than the pure rebound play if it does stay at 13.5. If you can end up getting something like 25.5, 26.5 on his points rebounds, which is not out of the question, um, that's probably a much better look, I reckon. For sure. And as always, mm. we'll be looking out for that one. Best line, best price, best bookie. Yep. So 
For sure. Um, if, if it's there, we'll find it for you. Yep. You want to have a quick look at, at tomorrow's games really, really quick? Let's do it. We've only got two. Yeah. No, good chance of no COVID impact tomorrow as well. Never say never, mate. They didn't bubble these um, games, did they? Don't know. Let's look. The the interesting thing here, obviously, the first one, uh, Oklahoma City versus Denver. No Al Horford, so it's likely going to be Isaiah Roby going up against Jokic. This could be. I'm scared. An absolute. I am <laughs> an so absolute scared. Positional mauling. Um, <laughs> that said, that said, I've got plays for both guys. Um, I reckon, I reckon you take uh, Jokic's points, rebounds, and assists tomorrow. It's high at forty-five and a half at the moment, but he's been clearing that as is against much better opposition. I reckon that's probably still worth a look. Um, his numbers against OKC have been superb in the past and that was against Adams so this is different obviously against the young fella I reckon he could probably do a lot of damage there but at the same time um, Roby's points and rebounds are at 13 and a half and he's actually looked pretty good in the few games where I have seen him play that Horford hasn't been there I'm probably going to have a dabble at that as well okay the robe right again Mm. one of the least sold NBA jerseys I would have thought (laughs) only on the custom market (laughs) And or at some sort of... But uh, we do we do like our weirdos. We do like our weirdos. So hey, this is a good is, young player. This is all about value. And I think if we can find some in someone mm-hmm. like Roby, um, that's that's not something that you'll generally see um, was going to pop for you as a, as a better. So, um, no, I completely agree. Um, Denver had not been as good this year. I don't know if they got bubble hangover. I don't know what's going on. Mm. But Jokic has been unreal, like MVP quality. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know where they're going wrong. But um, I don't know. Jamal Murray's lines at 21 and a half. Looks probably okay against, you know. It's Shea, so weird, mate. Well, this is the that. thing, right? He had a, he was, he's had a sore elbow. He hasn't been shooting well. Um, and then we had a choice to take him or Mitchell in the last one in their matchup. We went with Mitchell. Mitchell shot something like 7 of 20 and Murray Spot went off. Spud, yeah. As, yeah, which is sensational. Um, the other guy to look at in that game is obviously Shea Gillis alexander he, He's been playing really, really well. Um, his points, rebounds and assists at 31 and a half is probably worth a, a look as well. Yep, for sure. And what are you thinking mm-hmm. on the New Orleans Jazz game? I like small forwards against Utah, um, and I think Ingram will be a really, really tough matchup. It's probably going to be Royce O'Neal chasing him around. Um, he's not a bad defender, but I think Ingram's size is a worry, and his points line's at 21.5 at the moment, so I actually quite like that. Um, Zion's only played Utah once, uh, and I think that was last year. And he didn't play too long. I think he only played 15 minutes or so. So not really much of a sample size to work with there. He's obviously been scoring um, pretty well lately. We had some success on his points line. But I reckon Ingram's probably the play for tomorrow. 21 and a half. That looks pretty good to me. I wouldn't be surprised too if Ingram's a bit scared to go up against Gobert in the middle and decides to pass off a bit more. His assist line's at four and a half, $2.22. I don't know where they're getting mm. that from. Um, well, he's, he's had been, some good assist he, games. He has, but the last couple haven't been as good I'd, from memory. Yeah, um, I wouldn't get whingy about that, though. If you're a better and you're looking for value, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon 
doesn't want to get up too high on rebounds or contest at the rim tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Hopefully Adams can do some boxing out for him. But mm. yeah, I'm with you. Brandon looks good tomorrow. I don't even... Zion's line, 21 and a half. I didn't mind that. Yeah. It's, no, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I mean, go, as good as a defender Gobert is, um, he hasn't actually been... Like, big guys are still able to score on him. No, for sure. He <laughs> he, just he's a great past, defender. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, no, he, he gets a lot of blocks and, and I'm sure he does, you know, um, contest a lot of shots, but he doesn't seem to stop guys scoring on him at the moment. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, if I was seven for one, Paul, I think I'd probably average 45 points, 28 rebounds. <laughs> I wouldn't assist. There's no point assisting. I'd just be so good at basketball if I was that tall. I can't believe he walks out of a game with 13 points and 14 rebounds with two blocks and goes, yeah, I've done it. I don't know how he does that. Oh, I don't, look, I think he's a, I think he's quite a good player, um, but yeah, he can be a little bit frustrating to watch when you think of how long he is and how big he is that he doesn't do a little bit more. He's uh, fr- freakishly built. Um, mm. And we've got to go, but I'll, I'll leave you with this question. Who mm-hmm. is fatter? Warm-up blue James Harden <laughs> or Zion Williamson? Well, warm-up blue. Warm-up blue for sure. Zion's just big boned. That was, uh, that was pure gut on, on uh, Harden. I'm not surprised, be- mate. Given the partying that guy does, I'm surprised that he's not much bigger than he is. Oh, I think I saw inside the NBA we're dipping in for... Um, doing like a Google search for how many strip clubs were in Brooklyn and <laughs> come up with like a million a million results or something. There are some good ones. What? <laughs> All right, we got to go. Up. That's it. All right, we got to go, everyone. All right. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tips we have tomorrow. You've heard some of them tonight anyway. Catch you guys. See you guys. <laughs>